Steelers by the Lake Podcast. My name is James, joined once again by my co-host from Texas, Cody. How are you doing today, Cody? James, I am fantastic. Like you said, down in the big old state of Texas where everything's just a little bit bigger, except for, uh, except for, I don't even know. I'm just going to make something up. Uh, <laughs> anyways, with that being said, um, you know, I know it's, when it's not bigger is gas prices. We'll get to that later. We won't get to that. Later. Oh, that's just, true. Just sharing that snippet. It's like 279, 299, something like that right now. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, compared to you guys, like what, 375 probably? 379 at most places. If you know where it. to go, then uh, you can save about 20 cents if you go to the right areas. Ooh, there so. you go. There you go. How, uh, how about Upper Peach right now is 20 cents cheaper than everybody else? That's crazy. How weird normally is that? it's Waterford. Normally it's Waterford. Yeah. Waterford is actually more expensive than Upper Peach right now. That's shocking. Anyways, James, how are you doing today? <laughs> doing pretty good man coming out of a relaxing weekend my goal was very simple this weekend got home from work on friday and i didn't want to move my car until monday morning when i had to go to work and goal was achieved man i go. never left the house all weekend there you go <laughs> beautiful but i got two workouts in lower body saturday upper body sunday i'm nice and sore today. oh i can't wait to get back in the gym i gotta I'm, i've been doing you know push-ups and so much there's only so much you can do. Let me clarify. There's not so much you can do. There's a lot you can do with body weight. And I know that I went to school for exercise science. <laughs> I understand that there's yeah, just something about, th there's something about free lifting weights and like, it, it just feels better. Um, and I am excited to get back in the gym, uh, this year because I took last year off, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just last year, just like, well, last year, let's be real. I work was a workout. <laughs> work was a workout yeah. and a half. So this year, not so much. Um, but yeah, let's, so real quick, we're going to go over uh, the futures contracts that were signed by Pittsburgh. We're going to go over Steelers news, talk about the free agents upcoming uh, for this offseason, and then we're going to get into the NFL. We are going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about who won and who lost this weekend, minus tonight's game, Monday, because it is Monday Night Football tonight, which I hate Monday Night Football in the playoffs. I think that's absolutely so stupid. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's not fair. They're professional athletes. I get it. But there's a process of like recovery and stuff that I don't think it's right. If they're not the last game played on Sunday, uh, Tampa Bay or or the Cowboys versus, I think the, the winner plays the Eagles, right? No, no, that should be the Giants against the Eagle because they're correct, the lowest correct. seed. Yeah, uh, so they're playing whoever the other, that would be against the Niners. Niners. The Niners would get the winner tonight. Yeah, so again, that should be the last game played due to the fact that they're the last game played this out of fairness, but whatever. We'll get to that later. So again, Steelers news, and then we'll talk NFL. You got something to say. I got something to say, man, when it comes to this whole thing. Playoffs! Oh, all right, we can move on to Steelers news. <laughs> we can move to Steelers news. You don't news know that now. reference, you should. <laughs> yeah, you yeah one of the best ever. If you don't know that <laughs> reference, James, they're too young. <laughs> that was Tony Dungy, wasn't it? No, that was... Uh... Oh, no, that was Mora. That was Mo the Saints coach, Mora. Yeah, but that's he right. Was, I thought he was... A wasn't he the he was the coach for the Colts at the time? If I'm not uh, mistaken. He might have been. He was both, yeah. I'm not mistaken. I'll double check that later. But yeah, no, that was not Tony Dungy. Get out of here. Tony yeah. Dungy wouldn't be like right. that. Um, what's the other one? Was it Lovey Smith? No, what's the guy's name for the Bears when he's like <laughs> they came out and they, they were who we thought they were? Yeah. It wasn't Tony Dungy. <laughs> or it wasn't Lovey. um Lovey Smith. It was the no. other guy. No, no, no. <sighs> I can't remember his name. Anyways, yep. we're gonna do Steelers news first again, and then we'll get into the NFL. Uh, because it is playoffs. Anyways, so Steelers <laughs> did sign uh, 10 guys immediately 
two futures contracts. Uh, first one being wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley. Uh, defensive. We're going to go through these guys. We'll break them down a little bit if we have something to say about them. Uh, defensive back Duke Dawson. Guard William Dunkel. Uh, linebacker Amike Egbule. Running back Jason Huntley. Center Ryan McCollum. Safety Scott Nelson. Running back Master Teague. We've heard that name a lot this year. Wide receiver Cody White. We've heard that name a lot this year. Not just Cody, but Your also boy. White. Uh, <laughs> tight end Rodney Williams. And then four more guys were added after that, which were uh, wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick, who was the wide receiver from Louisville that we were very kind of excited about, actually. He was um, a fourth-round pick. I'm still kind of excited about him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, defensive backs. I can't read that one. Harper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Madre Harper, Madre Harper, Kenny Robinson, and Chris Wilcox, uh, which they listed all of them as defensive backs, which I hate. Tell yeah. me if they're a corner or a safety. Yeah. Uh, that's what I really want to know about these guys. Uh, and then the day after those guys were signed, there was three more guys added on futures contracts, which just kind of shows you uh, your initial wave of ten guys that were currently on the the uh, practice squad yep. then three guys the four guys that we just talked about and then three more guys uh which were also on the practice squad but chose not to sign on the first day when those contracts were offered uh those last three being running back anthony mcfarland jr not senior or the second uh linebacker Chappelle russell and Defensive lineman Rennell Wren, which we had a lot of speculation about, and I was kind of sweating it, Cody, <laughs> because we had our whole monologue about how the Steelers were trying to stash him for possibility of a future roster spot, and then he didn't get a <laughs> contract the first two days, and I was like, oh, no. Yep. Oh, this isn't going to look good. But that makes uh, you nervous. Like we know what we're talking about afterwards. Well, let's be real. So those three guys, more than likely, uh, whether their agents or themselves understood, hey, you may have more value on another team. Give it some time. See what other offers come in. Either no offers came in or no offers that were uh, as enticing as the Steelers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So those three guys did sign. Uh, let's talk about these guys real quick. The, the big ones I want to talk about for me personally, Cody White, Des Fitzpatrick, and Anthony McFarlane, only because we've already talked about Rennell Wren, in my opinion. Um, yeah, fair enough. Cody White. I think has we've seen some bits and pieces of him in preseason that he's played fairly well, even regular season a little bit. Um, I believe he played a little bit this regular season or last regular season. One of the two he played. I think last year he he got up on the active a few for, times for just like one or two weeks. Um, mm -hmm. And then Des Fitzpatrick, we saw him I, again. I can't remember if it was the the Senior Bowl or if it was the yeah, East yeah, West Shrine game Shrine or something. He tore up one of them. He, I think it was the East West Shrine. He, he was really he good. He was phenomenal, man. Uh, and seeing him burn people and his route running abilities. And I, I directly, I think corresponded him and related him to Deontay Johnson with his route running ability. Um, maybe not quite as crisp or smooth, but yeah. it's a start. And again, with, with all the speculation of what's going to happen with Deontay Johnson, uh, having a guy like that on a futures deal is very enticing. And then Anthony McFarland Jr. Again, a guy that I've been into and have been a fan of since he kind of came in. Unfortunately, he didn't get, the, I think, the opportunity that he thought he was going to get this year because you had the undrafted, spectacular Jalen Warren come out of nowhere and just light it up this year. And why are you not going to allow someone who's running like that continue to get the ball? So, yeah, those are the three guys that I was most interested in, uh, other than Rennell Wren, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I like all three of those as being possible impact players in the preseason for Pittsburgh next year and in some some possibilities as far as roster spots right really the only two running back 
roster spots that are cemented are going to be Najee and Jalen Warren. Yep. Uh, Benny Snell, uh, as we're going to talk about in the future here, is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Anthony McFarland uh, coming into camp. Uh, I think Master Teague, worth talking about, he had a nice preseason going on this year uh, before suffering an injury, missing the remainder of the preseason, uh, and then eventually coming back to the practice squad. So I think he might get himself an opportunity, especially with Pittsburgh liking the bigger, stronger running backs. Master Teague does fit into that mold yep. uh, that they typically go for. And they love the some Ohio State boys. And even Jalen Warren may not be bigger, but he is he's a strong, like it's one of those compact guys. Like he's just like a bulldozer. Yeah, I consider him like a bigger back, even though he's only five eight or nine or yeah. whatever he's 215 and very very well put together he reminds me a lot uh, of deuce staley very strong he reminds me of deuce staley yeah i remember deuce staley um i feel like he's way too explosive for what deuce oh, staley i was. agree but but just the um i i guess the size i think deuce staley was around that size if i'm not mistaken and like seeing them i could be wrong i don't know no, it depends on what part of his career. By the time Deuce came to Pittsburgh, he was like two sixty. That's true from Philly because he, <laughs> he was yeah. anything by then. And I'm pretty sure he's still coaching in the NFL too, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I believe you're coach. correct. I believe he is a running backs coach somewhere. Yeah, a couple other guys that I'd like to talk about real quick before we move off of this target. Uh, number one, Duke Dawson. Uh, mm-hmm. Duke has some experience as a slot corner already in the NFL, uh, and has had some success in doing so. Uh, so it could be somebody that could give a little competition to that nickel corner kind of position uh, going into the next season. Which, let's be real, we need competition yeah. at all the cornerback positions. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, he's no outside corner. And he's, that's he's fine. He's kind of a slower guy. Yeah, yeah kind of a slower guy. Um, guard William Dunkel, I liked what I saw from him in the preseason this year. Uh, so he was a bigger, strong, mauler kind of guard. Uh, and what Pittsburgh has been hanging on to at guard has been kind of thinner dudes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Either undersized guys or taller, thinner guys. And nobody that can really maul you offline. Or short arm uh, so guys. I, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Hassenauer is probably short arm too, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So our, our top two interior offensive linemen this year, well, I guess Kendra Green was probably the third interior offensive lineman if you counted Jesse Davis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two of the three guys there were size guys with with shorter arms. Uh, so you'd like to get some size back in that offensive line room. So um, those are guys that kind of stuck out for me. Uh, and I just think there's an opportunity there for William Dunkel with the turnover uh, in the offensive line group in the back end of that roster. They're looking for better depth, and maybe he can provide that with a real opportunity in the offseason. Yeah. Um, anyone else you want to talk about, or is that it for this list? That's kind of the crew to me, man. I think we touched on Ronell Ren enough. Uh, real opportunity for him with a lack of of uh, guys coming back. So yeah, I don't think we really need to go too too much further on him. And I think, like you touched on, smart move for Anthony McFarland. I think there's uh, there's roster spots to be had at the running back position, and I do not see Pittsburgh drafting a running they back. Better even not. In the yeah, <laughs> they better be not. Waste. <laughs> um, so with that being said, we're moving on to, to uh, some fun news. Something, not that futures contract isn't fun, but um, some really exciting <laughs> news for a starter for Pittsburgh. Minka Fitzpatrick uh, was selected for his third All Pro, third first team All Pro. But his first time as a first-team All-Pro for the uh, Players Association, which was all players voting. Uh, but that's, granted, this was also the first time they did this, so whatever. 
Yeah. He's, he's one for one. He's one for one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect record for Minka. You got to be happy for him. Uh, what a stellar start to his career uh, already having Pro Bowls and all pro appearances. Yeah. Uh, this young into his career. Uh, I was kind of surprised by the list to, to not see um, Alex Highsmith, Highsmith or Cam uh, Hayward on that second team at least. Yes. Uh, I, I can see, you know, as far as Alex Eismith not having the the big name yet to get a first team vote, uh, but he should have at least been second team, I thought. And and Cam, oh, how, he's, to, he's top man, six, how many? top six in sacks. He should have easily been second team. Yeah, yeah. How many defensive linemen really have had a better season than Cam had? I think what worked against Cam this year is that he had a slow start. That's I think fair. the this the second half of his season was drastically better than the first half. Uh, and that worked against him in all these votings. Uh, so hopefully he can get a better start off next year to get into that that uh, Pro Bowl and maybe All-Pro once more and pad those stats a little more and, and get himself into the Hall of Fame because I think he is that that caliber of player for Pittsburgh, no doubt. Oh, 100%. Um, now we're going to switch kind of where we're at. We have already talked about it a little bit, but we're going to go into depth about the free agents that Pittsburgh is going to be dealing with this year. So guys that were on the team last year, this past year, or multiple years, whatever, however you want to look at it, that are either unrestricted free agents or restricted free agents or exclusive rights free agents um, for this year. I know what I'm talking about, James. I'm proud of you right now. Got it, James. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're very limited on the restricted free agents and the exclusive rights free agents. I believe there's only two of each on the team. Uh, so we're yeah. just going to kind of go down this list, James. I'll skip the uh, restricted free agents and the exclusive rights until the very save end. Save them to the end. Um, yeah, I'm in with that. But so you got Larry Ogunjobi at the start. Larry Ogunjobi being a 28-year-old uh, defensive end for Pittsburgh is an unrestricted free agent. You have Mason Rudolph, 27 and a half, unrestricted free agent. Devin Bush, 24 and a half. I, I believe that they... This was his fifth year, correct? They took the fifth year option or no? This was his fourth year. They chose, they chose not, not to, to do the fifth year option. Yes. Thank the Lord. Now, do you want to talk about these guys a little as we're going through we it or just list them all and then go back to it? It doesn't matter to me either way, honestly. Um, I think let's talk about them okay. a little bit as we go instead of coming back to them. That's fine. Uh, with Larry Ogan, Joby being the first one on probably the best paid of all these guys on the list as well uh, and had a starting position on the defense. Uh, to me, if if you were going to retain Larry Ogunjobi for a future uh, contract, I would want to pay less than what they paid this year at $8 million because yeah. you need more in the pass rush department from your number two defensive lineman. Uh, and I didn't think it was enough what we got out of him. He was a penetration-style guy against the run, uh, which did leave some holes wide open sometimes because he's too worried about getting into the backfield and not and be where he's supposed to be. Yep. So. Uh, I would rather move on from Larry Ogunjobi. I don't know. Uh, I would rather move on as long as there's a plan to to replace, whether that's through the draft <laughs> or what. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just like. Don't move on just to move on and then only have yes. Isaiah Loudermilk there. Yes. Yeah. Um, you got to have some depth there. You got to have. And, and again, this is a position that I think Pittsburgh's been good about uh, replacing in the past. I don't think we've seen. Uh, a year where we had two bad defensive ends. I don't think I've seen that since I've no. started following football, um, mm -hmm. which was the late nineties. You know, we had 
Aaron Smith, Brett Kiesel, and then yeah. you got and then Kimo immediately Kimo Van Olenhoffen. Uh, then mm-hmm. Cam Hayward came into the picture, and he's been here ever since. Yeah. Then um, Stephon Tewitt for a number of years Stephon until Tewitt, his Tyson Alualu. You've had all yeah. these guys come in and play very, very well, and I don't see Pittsburgh um, just abandoning that position because again, no, no matter if Cam Hayward has another two good years in him or another four good years in him, like he wants to have, uh, you got to have that that replacement in mind and get guys in there and and figure that out. So I, I whether it's through the draft or free agency or whether they're stowing someone on the practice squad or somewhere, not the practice squad now, obviously the futures contracts, there's somebody there that they think that can come in and fill the gap that he would be left with. I agree that we should move on. Um, but if you're going to sign him again, 8 million was just too much money for someone that he was going to offer as little as he did this year. Even I would take him honestly, James at five and a half. I would take him at five and a half or six. I'd um, consider him at that level too. Just, I feel it's a better. Yeah, he's not going to sign no investment. veteran minimum, not at all. No, God, no, no. Especially when he was, he had a deal in the in the works with the Bears for twelve million a year before that fell through due to him failing his physical. Yeah. Uh, so you got to figure he's trying to get back to that kind of dollar amount before he doesn't have much time. And uh, uh, in all honesty, if I was him, if he doesn't get an offer from a playoff team this year, I would stick with Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because Pittsburgh's on the up and up. Let's be yeah. real. So. Yep, that might be difficult because I wouldn't pay him a ton if I was Pittsburgh. But nope, absolutely. we'll see what they decide to do. I think it's a little more cut and dry with the next guy on the list of Mason Rudolph. I don't think he has any desire to come back to Pittsburgh, uh, being an unrestricted free agent. I don't think they'll have any desire to keep him as well. Um, nope. If you were to let Mitch Trubisky go, sure, Mason would be a good number two, but uh, I don't think he'll want anything to do with coming back. And I think it's time to move on from yeah. him. But again, he was let's. Never- Let's not be mistaken. These guys can filter in and and play a role in um, compensatory picks as well. Yeah, if they get enough money in free agency. I don't think Mason would factor into it. I think Larry O could, though. That's another one of the reasons that I'm okay with letting him go is because I feel like Larry O could get some money in in free agency. You might be able to get something compensatory-wise. You don't think Mason would get close? I think Mason could get close. For the right if, team. He's going to be signed as a number two, though. That's the thing. Depends on where he goes. I don't think anybody's trying to sign him as a number one, bro. You're probably right, but I'm just being optimistic. <laughs> being I optimistic. think his, his ceiling's like three or four million a year. And Jaguars not... could use him. Uh, really? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half. Granted, he let him back, but that was more yeah. of the Chargers losing. We'll get to that later. Um, next guy on the list, Devin Bush. We already know he's mm-hmm. probably gone. Uh, a, on. a, we don't want him. B, he's already talked about potentially signing with another team and looking yeah. for looking for playing for a coach that has actually played in the NFL. He's mentioned that already. Uh, so there's no conversation there. Devin Bush could get paid. Um, there is that possibility. I think, again, I don't know to what extent, but there's a chance that he could get paid enough to matter in the compensatory formula. I could see that. I could see him getting five or six million a year because of somebody liking uh, the previous pedigree and the recorded athleticism as far as what he tested, he really hasn't showed that on the field since his rookie season. Uh, so I wouldn't want to retain him, uh, even at the minimum, like even if he came back as a, a minimum value uh, veteran. Someone's going to pay him. Someone's going to pay him. 
Someone's I, I, I wouldn't see the point in bringing him back on, on a small contract, though, because you already know what he is, and it's something that doesn't fit in our system. And when it comes down to games against other division opponents, we don't even want to play him because he's not physical enough for the division. So yep. there's no point in bringing him back. He just doesn't fit our system. Probably better in a 4-3 is my guess. Uh, next guy on the list, though, Cameron Sutton, I think probably ought to be the biggest priority of all these guys. Uh, Cameron had a really nice season for Pittsburgh as a number two corner, uh, three interceptions, probably double digits, I think, on pass deflections before the oh, season was over. Easily. He was probably uh, at 15. I think he was 11 or 12. Um, 15 would be even more <laughs> impressive if he was up there. I'll tell you. Keep uh, I know about he had him. a lot, though. Yeah, he had a lot, though. And, and this is the kind of guy that Pittsburgh likes to pay. You know, a third-round pick that turned into a, a very good corner. We can't call him a great corner. Uh, he's not an elite corner. He's not even probably a number one. But as a number two, you're not going to get a lot better as a number two corner than what Cameron Sutton is. Uh, so I am I'm really hoping that Pittsburgh is able to bring him back. Uh, the problem may end up being the, the dollar amount. It might end up being pretty expensive because he did have a pretty good season. And, and I don't know if you can get him back from less than $10 million a year. Uh, corners go for a lot of money. Uh, so I would not be surprised if, if Cameron Sutton costs a lot of money, uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they release somebody like a Keller Witherspoon. 15. 15. Good call, man. 15. You've seen that recently. I haven't. I just, <laughs> I counted all like, year, James. <laughs> I remember. Listen, remember, I every one. On my wall. <laughs> <laughs> There's hash marks next to my computer here. There is. Of every every fast break of my Kevin's. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's per pro football focus, which is normally, normally yeah. fairly accurate. We're pretty good about that. Um, but yeah, I agree. Cam Sutton should be the priority again with that secondary being as sketchy as it is. Again, we have William Jackson the third on the team. We never got to see him play. We don't know. It's actually exciting to a degree of not knowing what we have. It, it it's very similar yeah. in the cornerback room as it is the the wide receiver room. Um, yeah, yeah. As you far have as Calvin Austin the third. You have Calvin yeah. Austin the third. You haven't even seen yet. You have Will, Jack uh, William Jackson the third. It must just be a third thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but both guys are going to be like they're brand new to the team next year, which is going to be actually really yeah. exciting. And so it, it gives you two guys that are coming in fresh, clean slate. Uh, so that's actually really exciting. But again, Cameron Sutton. With how bad we've been for so many freaking years in the cornerback room and the secondary room in general, uh, you got to keep this guy. Just like they kept Minka, I think we have to prioritize Cameron Sutton here. Uh, pay him, pay him what he's worth. Because I don't. Let me clarify. I don't think he's a top twenty corner. I don't. I don't think he's a top. 20. No. Maybe top thirty-two. Maybe top. You know, around that area. But I don't think he's a top twenty. I don't think he should pay be paid as one of the top ten corners. But he should be paid fairly well, and I think he deserves it, and I think we can afford it. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh yeah. has a lot of cap room this year, so. And and fans are always complaining about Pittsburgh not doing well drafting. This was a good pick. Yep. You know when they drafted Cam Sutton in the third round, this was hitting on a corner, uh, and it's tough to think that they're going to want to let him walk away. Even after this being his second contract, he's already had with the team. You you have a feeling that they would want to retain him and try to make him a Steeler lifer. Um, another guy that just looks good in black and gold, man, Derek Watt. What? Uh, next guy on our list. Yeah, that's what? right. Uh, yeah, that's what opposing teams were saying on third down when all of a sudden, hey, it's a first down again because Derek Watt got the ball. Yep. Uh, very successful in his conversions on third down and fourth down this season, only not converting once on the entire year. 
Uh, yeah. I felt like it was a little bit of a regression on special teams for him as far as kick coverage and punt coverage. Didn't see him too much making the plays, but he was always around the ball. Yep. Uh, but his development on the offensive side of things was very clear uh, and very impactful continuing drives as, as the Steelers offense became more successful in the second half of the season. Uh, converting on third down was a very uh, much so improved thing from the first half of the season. And a lot of that comes to guys like Derek Watt understanding their role and executing it well. Uh, so for a moderate contract, I'm in on bringing Derek Watt back. I don't see any any point in uh, resetting there when you got something that's no. successful. And he and he made his his value last year was three and a quarter million. Pay pay him four. I don't care. Like he's yeah. worth it. He's worth it for those third down conversions alone. Yeah, and they're talking about the cap going up to like two hundred and thirty. Okay, so you can, pay him five. You can afford to give five. a fullback four million bucks, you know? Pay him five, whatever. <laughs> People were complaining about that last year. Like, oh, I can't believe they're paying him that much money. Like, bro, it is literally cent of, <laughs> of your payroll. I think you can afford a starting player at 1% of the payroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Um, next guy on the list is Jesse Davis, the guard. He's 31. Um, didn't really play much. I have no way. Bring him back if you're familiar with him. Sure, he knows the system. If you don't draft the offensive line, whatever. Uh, this is, yeah. to me, a, a low-priority position right here. Uh, player, yeah, minimum player, contract. Yeah, minimum contract that does not affect the salary cap in any way. I'm in. Anything higher than that, I'm probably out. Yep. Because uh, they didn't even really trust him to do anything the entire year. So. Yeah. Tyson Alualu, you want to start this guy? Yeah, and I'm going to end it just as quick as I start it. Uh, Tyson Alualu, you know what? We we really appreciate all the years of service up until this last season. Uh, he was a pretty dominant player on the defensive line for Pittsburgh. Uh, he is no longer that. He's a shell of what he used to be, and he's like 35 or 36, I think, at this stage, too. Uh, he is 30. Uh, so, yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be 36 in like four months, three months, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it's time to to allow him to gracefully retire. Uh, no point in pursuing that. Uh, you need something younger and more dominant on the interior. Yeah. Uh, next guy on the list, Marcus Allen, safety hybrid middle linebacker. Uh, drop him, get rid of him. I, I think at this point he can't do either one to a high enough level to be on the team. It's not even like he's making plays on special teams. Uh, I would say not a priority. In unless you just need a body in the room, Quite frankly, I'd rather take one of the futures contracts guys than than him. Yeah, and it, his price point too. What's the point? He was like two and a half million last year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, even if you're able to retain him at a minimum, see the point because his biggest value is as the personal protector to the punter, and somebody else played that role at the end of the year and fine doing so, uh, and probably maybe even has a future with the team. So yeah, yeah. Moving on from that, but the next guy I know you're gonna want. Cody, one of your favorites on the team, and somebody who could be very instrumental in free agent acquisition this offseason. Maybe his brother coming to the Steelers, which Don't is a pretty care. big rumor. Don't care. Pretty big rumor. <laughs> if if you can sign Traymon Edmonds first, then bring Terrell back. Sure. But <laughs> Tremaine, you mean. Whatever. If you can't get yeah. if you can't get him, it's not worth it. I'm sorry, Terrell Edmonds is not the solution at strong safety, in my opinion. Um, he's just, and don't get me wrong, he had a good year this year. I'll give you that. He played well. He played. He helped contain deep balls, man. We didn't get beat deep season. Only a couple of games. He did. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I think improved play from Terrell. He's just never going to be a pro bowler. He's never going to be an all pro. Yeah. Uh, he's just your steady guy. He works really well with Minka Fitzpatrick. He does. That's the biggest thing I can say for him right now is that Minka plays really well beside Terrell Edmonds. Uh, so to me, if you can re-sign him on an inexpensive deal where it's only like $3 million a year or something, and it's like a two-year deal, and it's just slapping a Band-Aid on the position for a couple years, uh, I'm okay with it, but I'm not paying him big money. Uh, I don't think he was the weak point on the defense for the first time in a few seasons. I would say I'll give you that. It was, it was weaker at nose tackle. It was oftentimes weaker at the middle defensive linebacker. end opposite of Cam Hayward and middle linebacker as well, oftentimes weaker in number one corner because there wasn't one. Uh, so he was dang near middle of the road on defense, uh, which is an improvement from what he was. And I don't know if that's just the drop off in town at the other positions or him improving or both. Uh, but yeah, yeah don't yeah. pay him the farm. I'm only okay with it on a... Uh, on a, a small deal as far as years and money. Yeah. Again, he's at this point, he's been in the league for five years. They did pick up yeah. uh, Terrell Edmonds fifth year option. So this was his fifth season with us. Um, he's going to be 26 in like a month. Uh, sign a two year, <laughs> which is still really young, <laughs> very young, but put a two year deal, put a three year deal. I don't care. Um, if it's, low, I wouldn't even want the three year and I, I'm more in the corner. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so I, we're, that's where we're at. Next guy on the list is Robert Spillane. Um, quite frankly, my personal opinion of Robert Spillane is you bring him back just for the fact that you're not bringing back Devin Bush. Um, yeah. Uh, and probably moving on from Marcus Allen as well. Correct. Yeah. And they yeah. have him listed yeah. as a safety. He's technically plays both more middle linebacker, yeah. whatever, um, in those nickel defenses or dime defenses. Uh, but he didn't play often. He uh, let me clarify. He didn't play at all. Be real. He's just a backup. Yeah. He's just a backup. Um, mm. So I think you bring back Robert Spillane. We've seen highs and lows from him. I think that we haven't seen the best of his abilities. That even though he is older, he's 27. Um, I do think that Robert Spillane has some improving he can do to be even better than what he has been. Um, and he's not afraid of making contact in the hole. And that's what I love out of out of him for sure. Yeah, I know that's a big thing for you guys that are willing to make contact like that. Uh, Beth, definitely a lot better at the end of the season here uh, than it was at, at the beginning or even the middle of the season. Uh, stout against the run. You even saw some diagnosis of some screenplays going on there. You did. Uh, at the end of the season. So I like uh, how he's a thinker. I, I like how he diagnoses and he plays stout against the run in the AFC North. You need guys willing to play stout against run and he is absolutely that uh do i think that he's gonna develop into a pro bowler no i do not uh so again i'm in that camp of can you sign him to a deal where it's two or three million bucks a year for a couple of years uh if so that does help to moderately solidify the position and help uh help not go into next year with people that don't have a clue what's going on yeah um speaking of people that look like they didn't have a clue what's going on malik reed our next guy on the list didn't even get a jersey the last two games because it's AFC North football and he can't stop the run. Nope. Uh, so in my opinion, move on from Malik Reed. He didn't give you anything as a pass rusher and he gave you less against the run. No point in hanging on to him. Yep. Next guy on the list, Chris. I, let me clarify. <laughs> I'm moving on. I don't even care. Uh, I, I agree <laughs> I with you. I love it. I love it. Next guy on the list, yeah. uh, Chris Wormley, defensive tackle. Here's my thought. If, if Rennell Wren is what we think he is and he's someone that they're trying to to develop and keep on the team. Uh, keep Wormley. He's 
old enough and cheap enough that he's a body in the room. He plays well enough with the guys there already. The chemistry is there. You can't get all these positions taken care of in one draft. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. If there's not two or three guys that you're eyeing up in the draft that you can space, they're spaced out enough in their talent that you're for sure going to get one, bring Wormley back. Let him be on the team. One or two year deal at most. He's almost 30 years old at this point. He's, he's 29. Um, again, he was two and a quarter million this year. Bring him back for two and a half, two and a quarter, whatever. That's fine. Uh, if he, I'm not up for paying him more money than what he did because he's just a backup. He's not anything crazy. He wasn't the starting defensive tackle. And I think we're going to see improvement at defensive tackle moving forward as well. Yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of with you on this. Um, I would be perfectly fine with Pittsburgh moving on from Chris Wormley just because, again, he's almost 30. His best year in the NFL was two years ago with Pittsburgh. Uh, So if somehow he returns to that form next season, uh, Chris Wormley with seven sacks is something that that's uh, definitely of consequence, right? Yep. That's significant if you can get that out of your two defensive linemen. Uh, problem is, it's the only time he did it in his career, and I would not expect him to to duplicate that next season. Uh, so I, I think if you can find a contract that is not guaranteed, inexpensive, bring him in just to see what's going on. Uh, but I would certainly hope that Pittsburgh will at least de- address the defensive line and free agency once and with one of those first three picks once. Uh, I think they need to do it at least twice uh, just to make sure that we've got all three starting positions locked down because I think you need a better nose tackle and you need a better defensive end opposite Cameron Hayward. Yep, I agree. Next guy on the next list. Next guy, man, I'm, I'm a mixed bag on this next one, man, Cody. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I like the Monte KZ. I love what he does on the field. He's got a great IQ. A uh, good feel for the ball. He seems like he has good athleticism. He's, he's a hair on the small side. The problem is the guy's a free safety, and we have the best in the league at that position. And I would love to, to just re-sign him and put him next to Minka Fitzpatrick, but he's so doggone small that it's just not a good matchup for him to go against tight ends and running backs and, and be assigned with stopping the run all the time. I feel like he'd just end up injured again. Uh so I would love to retain DeMonte Casey. I just don't know that he would be interested in coming to Pittsburgh, knowing that he would just be the number three safety again. I understand that aspect of it. I think bring him back just for the fact that what we saw out of him, we saw, I mean, he's made plays, mm-hmm. he made pass breakups. He's has an interception. Um, maybe even more two than one this here. year. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Two from, a, from a third string safety. Come on. Come on. Great. At, 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 was, at, at, excuse me. At less than two million a year, you can get two interceptions. That's bro. That's more than an interception per million. Like I'll take it. That, <laughs> that's part of my concern with him is I think that somebody's going to want to pay him. Somebody's going to look at him and say he did on the field is is worth starting for us, and they're going to pay him. And more that's and, fine. I'll let him do it. But if you can bring yeah. him back for two million, I think bring do him it. back. And and he wants to be here. I don't think he would do it. I don't think he would, think he would do it that cheap. But whatever, I'd be okay with. Let me let me put this out there. I would be okay with paying a guy like that up to four or five million. I would be three point five. I think that the value is there. Three point five. I'm calling. I, it. I'd give him four, resign four and him. A half. Resign him for two years at three point five million a year. Bet. Called it here first. Uh, I mean, I I think that that's a great value for Pittsburgh if they could get him that reasonable. I think that would be tremendous value. Okay, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah. Next guy on the list, Trenton Scott. He's a guard. Get rid of him. <laughs> uh, Trenton Scott, they have him listed as a guard. He was the number one tackle for Pittsburgh this yep. last season. Uh, and not because he was good, because they had no other options. So I think they'll probably bring him back on a veteran minimum. I'm okay with it on a veteran minimum, a penny above it. Okay, fair enough. I just say get rid of him because I don't care. Uh, yeah. Next guy, strong safety, Carl Joseph. 29 years he's still old. In the league. He's still in the league. He's still on the team. <laughs> Carl Joseph is old. Uh, at this point, no point, if you don't bring back Terrell Edmonds, bring him back. But at the same time, I don't think there's any point in having a 29-year-old uh, strong safety if you don't bring back your 26-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be a downgrade from Terrell Edmonds. In uh, uh, Yeah, again, veteran minimum, bring him to camp. If everybody gets injured, he makes the team. Otherwise, I don't see any chance of it, really. Uh, only nice thing about a guy like that is at least you know he's got some experience playing in the league, and he's willing to sit on the practice squad again. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, no harm in bringing him into camp on a veteran minimum deal, but I wouldn't give him any. Bro, at, at $1 million a year, I will come sit on your practice squad. I'll, I'll be the hit dummy. Yeah. You can hit me all you want. I'll just take right? it. I'll just take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll put... I'll put more pads on than you ever seen on somebody <laughs> for a million bucks. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like the Steak Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> uh, next guy on the list, James, I think is the third most important guy on the list. Wow. Third most. We already talked about the first third. most. Cameron Sutton. Cameron yeah. Sutton, in my opinion, right. is number one. We haven't talked yeah. about number two yet. And I think this next guy is number three. At the, at the price man. for what he does. At the price for what he does, he's tremendous. That's my point. And I, I bring him back on a two million a year deal, because he's one of the best gunners in the entire NFL. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. Miles Boykin be worth it for. You can get him back for two million a year. I'd do it just because he's absolutely tremendous as a gunner. Uh, special teams value through the roof. Yep. I it's 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 really such an unheralded position when you have two good gunners. Which James Pierre was a pretty good one. Miles Boykin was an amazing. When you have two really good gunners, that makes your punter look incredible because nobody ever returns the punt. Yep. It flips the field big time for you when the offensive struggling uh, to have really good gunners. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. Bring him back if you can. Are you with me? That is the third most important on the list. I'm curious. No, probably not. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> we I, have I, a differing opinion on a safety. <laughs> that's fair. I'll give you that. I. Again, so I'm saying Miles Boy can bring him back no matter what. Pay the pay the yeah. young fella, get him in the, get him in the building. We're gonna skip one real quick because it's a exclusive rights free agent. Uh, next guy yes. on the list, Benny Snell Jr., running back. Uh, Benny is gonna be 25 this year. Paid him less than a million dollars. At this point, if you can keep him that cheap, bring him back. I don't expect him to be back though. Benny Snell football. You guys know I love Benny football. It's been fun having him on the team. I'm glad that he got the chance this season to put some good tape out there, and I think he's going to take advantage of that and get a contract with somebody somewhere else to be a number two. Yep. Uh, you never know. Maybe even within seeing North, Cleveland's going to be looking for somebody. They might pick him up. Uh, he probably fit their scheme pretty well. Uh, uh, but I don't think he'll be back with Pittsburgh. I'd like to see it because he is a good special teamer as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think they'll move forward with a, a rookie or somebody that's going to be cheaper than a million bucks. Yep. And then the last unrestricted free agent that we're going to talk about is my second most important player I think Pittsburgh needs to bring back. 
Uh, and that is one tight end, Zach Gentry. Uh, he's 26 yep. years old. They paid him less than a million dollars this year. And here's my reasoning, James, which I don't even think I need to explain it to you, but just so you understand where I'm at. If you sign him to a three or four year deal, your tight end room is set for the next three or four years. <laughs> you don't got to worry fair, about man. crap. Yeah, I'm not worried about fair, injuries. Man. I'm not worried about I'm not worried about anything you got. I mean, even if you want to include Derek Watt in that room, because he can go out there and play it technically. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, sure. you got Pat Fryermuth for probably four, well, three more years for sure. Three. Um, mm-hmm. You have well, Connor Hayward. Two more years, I guess, right? Because he was a second Correct. round. He pick, was a second. So we only got two more years. So on two Pat. more years for him. He's but he's going to get a big deal. Let's be real. Once that four years up, he's getting his extension. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he is. He might get it before. Yeah. Um, well, before the year's up. But. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Connor Hayward, who's going to be sitting. He has three more years left. And then Derek Watt, who they're more mm-hmm. than likely. I mean, Zach and Zach Gentry was enough of a role player that he could come in. And I got comfortable with him this year, especially with blocking. He's improved. Yeah. He improved drastically this year with blocking and catching. Yeah. His ability to catch yeah. and get yards after the catch was fantastic this year. So, yeah. I loved his willingness to lower a shoulder and run somebody over. Yep. I feel like him and Pat Fryermuth must have been working on some drills for that in the offseason because both of them seem to be better at it this year than they were previous years. I'm with you. Bring back Zach. Uh, I love it. Let me get some 81 at tight end. It started a great tradition with Jesse James. It's continuing with a very good number two tight end in Zach Gentry. Uh, again, you can't break the bank. You can't give him five million a year. No. Uh, but if you can bring him back for three or four million a year, uh, even though he'd be making more money than Pat Fryermuth at that point, I would be on board with doing it. I think because he's a, a you good could get player. him back for two. You could get him back for two. I don't I think don't he has know, enough man. tape out there to to go for higher than that. It's that's rare. I mean, Jesse James got five million a year, and he didn't have a lot. Yeah, but he was the starter, so he played more. I, I, Jesse James's yeah, number were only drastic. last year, though. That's fair. He was behind he, he Heath played, Miller's whole career yep, last year. I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens. I, I, again, so my three big guys, Miles Boykin, number mm. three, J, uh, Zach Gentry, number two, and then Cam Sutton, number one. Um, yeah, I would have been uh, Cam Sutton, number one. Um, I would probably actually put Terrell Edmonds at two, Gentry at three. Uh, and then I would be uh, pretty close with Miles Boykin, Derek Watt, Robert Spillane, all of them I'd like to have, but it's all at the right price kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next guys we're going to go over are the restricted free agents. There's only two of them. JC yes. Howard, the center, uh, who's almost, he's going to be 29 this year. Uh, I think you bring Jeez, him back. He's that old. He's no. that old. I think you got to bring him <laughs> back though. Uh, the offensive yeah. line is so not bad, but lacking depth right now. We saw the improvement all year long. Granted, it took all year to see it. Um, but you gotta you gotta keep these guys in the room that know the playbook because the last thing you want is some to specifically rely on bringing new guys in. I think J.C. Mm-hmm. Austin Howard is a guy that you can bring in at the right price, and he's uh, a solid backup if or emergency fill in for uh, you know injuries and stuff like that. Uh, Austin Howard, I like him as a backup. My issue here is gonna be I don't think you can tender him. That's fair because that'll give him two point seven five million dollars on the restricted free agent tender. Uh, so I feel like you have to skip tendering him and then attempt to bring him back at a lower dollar amount because it's just too high of a dollar amount for a guy that's just a backup center and 
and not a very good backup guard. I feel like he's a decent backup center, but not that great as a backup guard. Yep. Uh, so I, I'd be, I'm, I'm cool with bringing him back, but it's got to be the right dollar amount, and I think it needs in two point seven five, just because Pittsburgh is going to be so up against it as far as the cap. Yeah. Uh, next guy on the list, James Pierre, the cornerback. He's only 26. He'll be 27 this year. Um, I don't think, I don't think bring him back. What you want to keep him? Oh, I'm slapping that tag on him. Day one, oh, man. This fair. is the youngest corner in the room. Uh, and with some promise to him as well. Good size and speed combo. Uh, I think when you're looking at the possibility of, you know, possibly losing Cameron Sutton again, we want them to retain him. Possibly moving on from Akello Witherspoon because he didn't do much, and you're gonna pay him four million a year next year for a guy that was getting burned and getting benched. Uh, and then the possibility of also losing William Jackson the third because you might have to pay him twelve million dollars, and you don't even know if he can play right. True. Uh, so I'm in on on putting that restricted free agent tag on James Pierre and bringing him back. I don't think we're keeping him on that tender. Yeah, I don't think so. I think someone else would come in. I think if you try to get him back, but not on a tenor, he signs with somebody else because he put enough tape out there last year that was decent. That's fair. Even the year before. I mean, even the year before, mm-hmm. he had some good plays. He ended the game against, yeah. Den- against Denver with an interception. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if you can bring him back at the right price, like you said, he is the youngest corner in the room. Uh, he's he's a solid second gunner. Kind of helped out the, the special teams aspect of the game, yeah. especially if you look at the value there. Uh, potentially bringing him back. I'm not against it, I should say. Uh, and then the last two guys we're going to look at, Jamar or Jameer Jones, linebacker, who's only not even 25 yet. Um, it's it's tough for me wanting to bring him back. I don't know. It's it's a, He's just a depth piece, piece at this point. I don't see him. Yeah, that's it. He, he doesn't move the needle for me in any way. Exactly. That's where Tag, I'm at. Bring him back. It's fine. Uh, but don't expect him to be anything that, really contributes in any way yeah and then the uh, last i'm bigger on the last guy than i yeah. am on and the last guy is technically the youngest yeah. cornerback in the room even though he's a safety so yeah god they really messed up some of these <laughs> positions <man>. they did <laughs> um but yeah elijah riley uh we saw elijah riley get brought on the team before the third preseason game and played very well in the third preseason game uh, was on the practice squad most of the season, but got elevated a couple weeks before the end of the year, and then played as the personal protector when Marcus Allen went out and did a good job at it. Yep. Uh, seems to me to be the fourth best safety on the team right now as a safety. Uh, I would say that he's a better safety than both uh, Trey Norwood uh, and then also Miles Killebrew. Uh, so, I would love to see him back, especially an exclusive rights guy is a cheap one to sign. So I think there's no reason not to bring him to camp. And you might be surprised. He might be one of those guys that supplants somebody like Miles Killebrew since he really didn't do anything on special teams. True. He had two blocks two, uh, two years ago, but nothing this past yeah. year. So Yeah. What do you have, like three tackles all season on special teams? It wasn't, it wasn't significant, man. I- yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't significant enough for him to be super excited about him coming back. Uh, which again, Miles Kilbrew's on contract, so it doesn't matter. Um, but that's going to be it for the free agents. Next week, James and I will probably, and I'm surprising James with this, he doesn't know this yet, but next week, James <laughs> and I will probably uh, break down maybe our top five or six targets in free agency who are not on the Steelers. Maybe we can come in with those, that list ahead of time Ooh. and talk about that. 
Um, <laughs> I know. I got you I excited like with that one, didn't I? I like it. <laughs> um, but the now rising. it is. Now we're going to talk real <laughs> quick about the playoffs, and I'm not going to go into details about this. Uh, we, we're trying to keep these preseason or offseason shows a little shorter. We're running about 48 minutes right now. Um, yeah. 49ers <laughs> did beat the Seahawks in the widest margin of victory uh, in this playoff so far, drastically 41 23. Um, a division game, you kind of expect that to be closer, but 49ers with Brock Purdy leading with four, four touchdowns, I believe, total in the game. Uh, Brock Purdy is showing that Mr. Irrelevant is not always irrelevant. Uh, yep. so, so props to 49ers for hitting gold mine right there, at least so far. Again, all of this could change once you get film on him. And once you study a player, you can plan better. So don't be too fooled by this. And again, 49ers will have a tough task next week with either Tampa Bay or Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. whoever wins tonight, Jacksonville Jaguars came back from, I believe the largest deficit in playoff history down 27, nothing at one point, one thirty-one to third largest, third largest, yeah, excuse third, me, third largest. Yeah. Uh, wild wild game <laughs> it was nuts man i didn't think they had a chance when they were down 27 i looked at my wife and i said these jaguars don't even belong in the playoffs how the heck did they get here uh, and then they showed they belong trevor lawrence had one heck of a second half of the game and i will argue and the team this. just never gave up the team never the t- props to them for never giving up but the sh- the mm-hmm. the chargers coaching staff just they they stopped yeah. playing. If you would have stayed playing press man on them, the Jaguars don't have a wide receiver to beat that. Uh, and then yeah. they backed off in the second half and they got torched the entire second half. Um, very, very unfortunate. Kind of similar thing that happened with Pittsburgh playing the Browns when we went down 28 nothing, and then Ben threw for like 300-some yards. Well, they're playing off-ball defense. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's going to happen. But the Jaguars took advantage of it. Um, Bill's Dolphins game was a closer one than I expected. Bill's winning only by three, yeah. 34, 31, uh, still pushing for DeMar Hamlin here there. Uh, and ironically that I believe that day or the day before was the first time that DeMar Hamlin actually got with the team again since being released from the hospital. So that was good news for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And they had a big lead too. The bills were up 17, nothing then blew the lead. Yep. Uh, so there was a lot of that this weekend. Teams getting up big that were the heavy favorites and then blowing the lead. Yep. You want to go over these next two or do you have the list up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, then we had the uh, Giants and Vikings uh, in another game that just didn't go the way we expected it. Everybody thought the Vikings would have walked all over them. Kirk uh, Cousins is still Kirk Cousins. <laughs> That's, uh, apparently. <laughs> but you know what? Saquon Barkley is still Saquon Barkley. That is also uh, true. And that man had himself a real nice game, including two touchdowns rushing the ball. Uh, so there's something to be said about dominant running backs in the playoffs. Uh, in Saquon proving to be exactly that. And, man, it's just a dark horse. What the heck are we going to see out of them? Well, they're going to have the Eagles next. So that'll be a very good test for them if they're legit. Division game, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of division game. Speaking of division game. Yeah, man, uh, the battle of the bums, the Bengals versus the Ravens. Yeah, I said it. I don't like either team right now. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Came down to the final (laughs) moments of the game. Uh, the, the game was all tied up at 17, right? Ravens, Ravens were about right to score. The yeah, Tyler Huntley pulled a Najee Harris and tried to jump over the, the pile there with the ball extended, fumbled it. Uh, difference here being that, uh, was it Chris Hubbard? No, not Chris, Chris Hubbard, Sam Hubbard. 
Sam Hubbard. Chris Hubbard's the, the lineman. Yeah, Sam, Sam Hubbard. Hubbard catches it out of midair and takes it 98 yards to the house for a game-winning touchdown. Uh, just uh, what a, a crazy, crazy finish to the game. I didn't think this one was going to be that close either. I thought the Bengals were oh, going yeah. the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, so but the Ravens division, did a lot better than I thought. Division game. You never know how that happens. Um, That's it. You know each other real well when you play each other twice a year, and then when you play that third time, it really does – kind of all bets are off. I, I feel like that comes down to coaching. It comes down to what your coaches change and, and do to keep the other team off, off, uh, you know, on their toes. Uh, and then obviously tonight's game, Cowboys at the Buccaneers expect the Cowboys to be the Cowboys expect Tom Brady to be Tom Brady. Uh, Buccaneers yeah. win this by two scores. I think it's going to be a lot of turnovers tonight. Oh, I agree. <laughs> it's just how it's going to be. Um, yeah. might be more defensive points than offensive tonight. That's where it, I'm going to go. It very well could be. Uh, <laughs> so again, we thank you guys so much for listening. This was a little bit longer episode than we wanted to, but again, we're just getting into the off season. We're super excited to talk Steelers football all year long with you guys. If you guys like the video, make sure you like subscribe, do all the things, comment, let us know. Who do you want us to keep in free agency? Who do you want us to get rid of? Who are you just tired of seeing their number, their name on the team and you want them gone? Uh, let us know and we'll talk about it next week on this episode of Steelers by Lake. Anyways, again, thank you guys so much. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free, gosh darn it. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.